Hi, I'm Lanny. And I'm Chud X. And this is the world as it is today. Hey, here we are. Another week has gone by and we're recording another episode. Happy to be here sitting down and making time with the lovely Chud X. Oh, I'm so lovely. <laughs> uh, full disclosure, I'm in a terrible mood this week, so let's... Let's uh, let's try and not make that come out. I don't feel like I really knew that. Yeah, I know. It's it's, it's the Matrix. The Matrix <laughs> has had me in a terrible mood. But guess what? I don't go to work for two days, so I'm in a great mood now. Yeah, and you, I'd have to say you are. We've talked about it before, but I find that you're extremely talented <laughs> at being uh, a nice person to the people who love you, even when um, the world is not treating you well. Yeah. Well, you know, and I get a lot of practice with my second family. Because I have to, you know, I have to juggle all of that. It's so <laughs> difficult to do. Uh, all joking aside, um, I, I kind of want to have fun today. Okay. Um, I, I haven't been listening to podcasts for a couple days because I, I don't think it would be good for my for my mind. Yeah. <laughs> so I've just been uh, just been listening to music and um, trying to live in the in the present at all times for, for I love the last it. couple days. So. so real quick before we dive into our topic, I'll mention one last time that this Sunday, October 16th at 2 p.m. Pacific time is the Nourishing Bone Broth live workshop. If you want to atti- uh, attend live on Zoom and be a part of the, the class and be able to ask questions, um, you can sign up at greenerpostures.com slash workshops. And if you just want the playback so you can watch the video after the fact, you still get the booklet and the, the uh, link to the Telegram group. You can do that as well, uh, greenerpostures.com slash sign up. So um, hope to see people there and um, check out our website and send us money. Are we asking for that now? Yeah, we want money. Uh, I like money. <laughs> I like um, money. We're trying to earn money to... Also con- like chicks. Send chicks and money. <laughs> like baby chicks, like for, for yeah, making eggs. Duh. Yeah, okay. Good. I want to be clear because I I'm felt, sure that's what they're talking about in idiocracy. I, when they say that. <laughs> I like chicks. Because uh, <laughs> I love eggs for breakfast. Um, I am going to say as well, yes, we're trying to, to earn a little bit of money um, to continue the podcasting thing. And I've had um, Colby, thank you for sending some information on Twitter uh, and letting me know about Anchor as an option. So I'm looking into that. Yeah, Colby's awesome. He's got a great podcast called Conspiracy Playtime. Yeah. Totally worth checking check, out. Check it out. Every every episode is awesome. Cool. So yeah, um, super nice guy. Um, very helpful. So any kind of information you have, of financial donation, materials, skills, anything. Let us know if you can help us out and we'd love it. We appreciate all of our listeners and friends. Um, so let's just get into it. All right. Well, it's October. Yay. October is our favorite month. Why didn't we get married in October? That's always been something that bothered me. I don't me. know, because you were a deer caught in the headlights and I was planning everything and I, I don't know what to do. I don't so think you like, planned anything. Just like You're like, let's go to your grandma's time. house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're like really bad at it. And I was just parent freaking out, so we didn't do it. But it should have been, we should have gotten married like on October 13th. That's, that's yeah, what that I thought. Yeah, that would have been uh, more appropriate for yeah. us. But I don't know, whatever. I think that the actual act of the marriage itself was pointless. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you know, no. like we just, uh, I mean, we're married for real 
but I don't know if it had anything to do with us signing papers and or having the wedding. No, it was, but <laughs> there know. there was a commitment that was made, and that was what was important. Yeah, so for sure, October is a favorite time of the year for both of us. It's autumn. It's Halloween month. It's Halloween, and you and I both have have our past heavily rooted in horror like things. Yes, horror movies and music <laughs> and everything else. So part of us falling in love. Oh. One of the one of the things I'll I'll reference from time to time is that you and I fell in love watching the Twilight Zone. We did because uh, well I think it started with I my cousin gave me a disc mm-hmm. a, a DVD disc with with a couple episodes of Twilight Zone on it. Mm-hmm. I hadn't watched it since I was a kid. I think it was the same for you. Yep. And they fucking blew our minds. They were like so good. And this was the original black and white. The original black and white, and it was like had like seven random episodes on it. Okay. Um, and they were really great. Um, I can't even tell you which ones they were at this point because that led me to going, well, let's, let's, let's like buy a season instead of random episodes. Like let's, let's watch this. So we bought the first season, um, as a definitive collector's edition DVD (laughs) DVD Mm -hmm. that had the entire episode. Uh, they're like each 30 minutes. It's it's what played on TV. So it included like the commercial spots. Where he starts talking to the camera about cigarettes that are smooth. And yeah, he's like, he's like, but you, because they're in the twilight zone. But you know what's not in the twilight zone? <laughs> these Oasis cigarettes. cigarettes. <laughs> they'll, they'll keep you bound in realities for as long as you need. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. And, yeah. it would, and it would talk about other shows like Gunsmoke. And Father Knows Best. Uh, yeah, the ads, adding the ads back in there was actually was actually really cool. Yeah, really, really helped to put us in the place of the viewer that would have seen it in the late 50s, early 60s. And um, I think that that was a really great way to experience it because um, it really made me think, like I just said, like about the mindset of the people that were watching it and the time that they were in. And something that always, always struck me was this was before, in quotes, we went to the moon. So like all this space stuff that's in a lot of Twilight Zones is from a different time. A time where I would imagine, obviously before our time, right? But there would have been a healthy divide of people who would say, we're going to go to the moon someday. We're going to fly into space someday. And people who would go, that's ridiculous. That's fantasy. You're insane to think that that's real. Yeah. Well, when did Star Trek start? When was uh, 2001 Space Odyssey? 2001 would have been um, like, well, what would it have been? Late 60s. It was It was getting close to when the moon landings. I think it was allegedly. just before. I want to say like 68. Okay. Like it seems like I, I should know this, but it, it's like. People will state that it was a year before. Yeah. Okay. So um, I don't know when Star Trek started either. And Star but Trek I know would that probably that was... be around the same time. I've never been a huge uh, uh, Trek fan. I mean, I like me, it. Me but... neither. I've never paid attention to it at all. But Shatner, um, when he's in a couple episodes of Twilight Zone, I think mm-hmm. a couple. Yeah. Um, at least he's that thirty thousand feet or whatever one, the yeah. airplane Where one with the gremlin the gr- on the side. Gremlin on the outside, yeah. on the wing. Um, he looks the, like nearly the same as he did in those early Star Treks. So like it's that same era or whatever. Yeah. But yeah. So uh, when did Twilight Zone start? When is those early episodes? 59. Okay. All right. 59. There were four seasons. Uh-huh. Um, 
So I'm, I'm going to rattle it off like I know facts. Okay, uh, cool. We're just making this, this up, this though. Just so if you really want to know, you need to go to Wikipedia. <laughs> but it went for four seasons. No, five seasons. Uh-huh. It was five seasons. It went for three seasons and then changed format from a half hour to an hour yeah. for one season. And then it went back to half hour for the final season. And, and was in color. No. Not yet, still. Not, not, it was all in black and white. Okay. And a lot, a lot of the most memorable episodes for average folks that I talk to about Twilight Zone are from that fifth season. Fifth season, when they were a half hour again. Yeah, when they went back to that half hour, I mean, gosh, I wish I had a list in front of me. Um, but it had ones like the, the talking doll, like Chucky. Mm-hmm. Um, it had, uh, the, the, um, the Martians are out, or the uh, monsters, the are, monsters out on, are out on Maple on Street. Maple Street. Yeah. Um, like just some of the most iconic ones. The Old Man in the Cave. Um, several more. Um, but this isn't an advertisement for it either. <laughs> you know, if, you, if anybody wants to watch Twilight Zone, I recommend starting at the beginning and going through. Because while not every single one is a gem, uh, they are all, uh, they're all worth watching. Um, and again, largely because of that aspect that it's it's from a different time mm-hmm. um it's from from when a time when people were in a different mindset and it's really really cool to see a, a take on space yeah back then because a lot of them have to do with space a lot of them have to do with space in a way uh like where it's commonplace yeah like, like it's in the future like an untold date in the future but space travel is just a thing. Yeah, one one I remember really well is where they get. Um, well, there's two. One one when they oh yeah they're like st- stuck. Their ship crashes and they're on a different planet. And one of the the guys are kind of losing their mind. And one of them finds like a puddle that has like a civilization oh, yeah. in it. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. is that's fifth season stuff. I yeah. Think. Okay. Um, yeah, it finds the the little tiny itty bitty people. Oh yeah, even the masks was in the fifth season. That's mm-hmm. parodied a lot where they have a weird pig face masks yeah. and the lady take the bandages off. Pe- people might recognize uh, if they follow me on Twitter that banner picture that goes behind my main picture. That's a that's a shot of all the people wearing yeah, the masks. Totally. Um, yeah, this this season five even has that Shatner one that I referenced. It's twenty thousand feet nightmare at twenty thousand feet. Okay. Um, yeah, that's that's a really great one. Um, I mean, we could just sit here and talk about great episodes. Uh, you know, I mean, maybe that's even what we want to do. Uh, if, if I was to recommend a single episode of Twilight Zone to someone who listens to our program, it would be The Obsolete Man. Yes, and that's the one we just rewatched. Yeah, we just rewatched that uh, because I recommended it to someone under those, that exact pretense. Um, that would be what, what was that season two? Okay. Uh, so that's an it's an older one. It's got the old beginning. Uh, again, the ones that were on repeat, like when we were kids, seem to all be fifth season. And there's a really iconic opening to that, but that's only in the fifth season. Uh, it was a different one. With the door and everything. That's the only season five. Is that what you mean? I believe the door was only season five. Okay. Um, there's there's other cool stuff in the, in the previous intros, but. I don't think they really, and the big eyeball mm-hmm. that wasn't until the, till the final season, but the obsolete man is, uh, starring, um, Burgess Meredith. Yeah. And he starred in a much more iconic one in the first season, uh, where he, he's a bank teller who reads too much and he goes into the uh, vault to read on his lunch break 
and there's a nuclear war and everything is devastated. And when he comes back out, he, he's, the only, he's the only survivor and he's so sad until he realizes the only building spared was the library with all of the books and he would be able to finally have time to read all the books. Everybody's hassling him to not read in the beginning that he's a nerd. This is a spoiler alert. Then his glasses break and he can't read. Yeah. Uh, but Merget, uh, <laughs> Meredith Burgess. Is it Burgess? Burgess Meredith. Meredith. Yeah. Sorry. Um, Burgess Meredith. Burgess Meredith was also in the episode called The Obsolete Man. Mm-hmm. The Obsolete Man is fucking amazing. It's, it's, he is on trial in front of the state. And the state has determined him to be obsolete. Obsolescence. <laughs> I don't know why I, I've never, I had never heard anyone say the word that way before uh-huh. that episode. And it like gets stuck in my head. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's great. Um, so they're, they've got him on trial. It's this really dark, uh, sterile, communist-like environment with all these people and weird lights and shadows. And, he, and he's being told that they've determined him to be obsolete. They would like to know his side of the story. And they ask him, uh, what is your profession? And he says, I am a librarian. Wow, that's actually pretty good. Well, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I just pulled and that up. And I like to, to say that the character's name in this episode is Romney Wordsworth. Yeah, Wordsworth. Mr. Mr. Wordsworth, Wordsworth, the state has determined you to be obsolete. What is your profession? I'm a librarian, sir. So it kind of seems like he's been through the ringer trying to be reformed where they're trying to get him to say that he's no, to admit that he's not a librarian and find some other line of work that is useful because there's no more books. Yeah, they've and they've determined, determined books to be useless. Obsolete. So and, yes. that makes him obsolete. So he's had, I think it was 18 months, if I remember right, when we just watched it, it was a long time where he's had this time to, to come to say he's no longer a librarian and be something else. And he hasn't done it so that they're here to um, determine what is to be done with this guy and his obsolescence. Mm-hmm. I think in this um, episode, one of the biggest part that sticks out in my head is these tears. Like there's there's these lines of people on either side. You The guy walks up to a table. It's dark until there's a spotlight and he's supposed to stand in the spotlight. And then there's another, there's a long table standing straight out from him with another guy there. Nobody else at the table, just a long empty table with one guy at the end. And behind that guy is this big gigantic podium, like soup, I don't know, 30 feet high with a guy standing up there that is representing the state. The state has determined you obsolete. And the man speaks with such authority and, and, I don't know, almost he enjoys what he's doing. Oh, 100%. To, to that, it's like he thinks he is the state. This guy is the state. He's taking that power and saying, like, he's he's embodying it. I would say that this character is written to be someone who has completely bought into the idea that you are the state. The state is you. And he is at the top of that. That's like when you encounter like a police officer that's just like just too into their job. Yeah. Like they're just so they're just getting I off am on the law. Being not yeah. I'm here to enforce a law, but yeah. I am the law. Right. This guy is the state. And he He's hates. the the Chancellor, isn't that what they call him? Yes, the yes. Chancellor, yeah. And uh and he absolutely hates Wordsworth. Yep. And He's, he's questioning him. He's telling him that, that books are obsolete. And I can't remember how it comes in, but, uh, 
but eventually Wordsworth says that they're not because God created them and therefore they exist. Or I'm not obsolete because God created me, therefore I exist. Yeah. And it, the, the room erupts in laughter. And, uh, and the chancellor up there is like, Wordsworth, we, the state, have proven there is no God. Yeah. And he asked him, would you like to retract that statement? And may I remind you again the, the seriousness of this trial to determine whether or not you are obsolete. And, you know, he absolutely refuses to back down. He refuses to back down at being a librarian. He refuses to back down from believing in God. And they've determined him to be obsolete and therefore sentenced to death execution but this is such a wonderful world you get to choose your like method of execution and your time i think time and date within a certain window of time yeah 72 hours or yeah some, but you get the hours, to like choose that. a time the method and the place mm-hmm. yeah and he chooses his own apartment mm-hmm. uh and at midnight on this day you know like in, in the following midnight or two midnights later and he would request that the method of execution only be known by he and the executor. And he requests that if he that he wants to have his execution televised. Televised, yes. So that means, and the, the chancellor seems to be giddy with that idea because this is so great because people can see what happens to, you know, people can see what happens to idiots like you who won't back down from this idea that you're some silly librarian or whatever. Yeah. And I think he even touts that like, we do this, like we did that in what, whichever year when we televised over 18,000 uh, executions. Yeah, Some, within like a, within a, a short like seventy two. Oh yeah, yeah. Any, any breaks that like it was in this forty eight hours and eighteen thousand. Yeah. So that helps paint your your picture of what because you only see his apartment and this. I guess you'd say courtroom. Yeah, it's like a courtroom, but it's more ominous. And so scary. what do the people live like in this yeah. reality, which is never shown to you, which is part of the beauty of the Twilight Zone, is it gives you if you want to chew on it. Think about what you just watched, you know, not just binge watch it, but watch an episode and digest it a little bit. There's always more to think about. And uh, in this case, it would be that these people live in apartments, most likely if, based on his, their little tiny apartments, but they have privacy in there, yeah. it seems. And they have television and they are shown at least sometimes extreme carnage on yeah. television. You know, um, Wikipedia has um, the opening narration and the and the closing narration listed. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm tempted to read it. Yeah, could you actually? That would be that'd so. Be the opening awesome. narration is what Rod Serling. You know, like if you've watched these shows, the it's kind of a cold opening, and then all of a sudden Rod Serling's in the scene somewhere where he starts talking about what's going on, and then you know it ends with in the Twilight Zone. Yeah. Okay, so I'm because not going to do... just entered the Twilight. I'm not, not going to do, do an impression because I'm sorry. But I'll try my best to keep his pacing. Okay. You walk into this room at your own risk because it leads to the future. Not a future that will be, but one that might be. This is not a new world. It is simply an extension of what began in the old one. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. It has refinements, technological advances, and a more sophisticated approach to the destruction of human freedom. But like every one of their super states that preceded it, 
It has one iron rule. Logic is an enemy and truth is a menace. This is Mr. Romney Wordsworth in his last 48 hours on earth. He's a citizen of the state, but will soon have to be eliminated because he's built out of a flesh and because he has a mind. Mr. Romney Wordsworth, who will draw his last breaths in the Twilight Zone. Did I do okay? Yes. Yeah, that was awesome. And more like that, I kind of got an SVU vibe from what (laughs) you did. Well, I think that does a, it it paints a really great picture of like the seriousness that you feel when you watch this episode. Yeah, this is like, this isn't a future that will be one, but one that might be. It's like, this is what it could lead to if we let the state get out of control. They will not care about flesh anymore. Mm -hmm. And when we look, think about transhumanism and other Mm -hmm. things that we're talking about now, we're being replaced by robots and and technology in our well, veins. Well, if we're talking Twilight Zone, you don't say robots. You say bots? Robots. Robots. Oh, yeah. yeah. 1950s robots. In the, in the 50s, they said robots, apparently. And that's super cute. I'm bringing it back. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so, where were we with the with the description of the episode? So I think we're we just going to spoil it. Yeah, we're going to spoil it. So, if you, you can pause this and watch it yourself if you don't want to be spoiled. Or be spoiled and watch it anyway because it's still a damn yeah, good episode. It, we're not doing it It'll justice. still be great. So I would say we were at the part where we've discussed that he is going to be executed and that he has chosen to be executed televised at a certain date and time and with the means of execution hidden from everyone. From everyone except for him and the executioner. executioner. So the uh, executioner came to his apartment and installed a camera and he then sends a letter out to the chancellor inviting the chancellor to his apartment to come and and speak with him before his execution. And it's like after, ele- it's like around 11 PM and his execution is supposed to be midnight. We just watched it, but I can't remember the time they keep mentioning the midnight. Time. Yeah. And they even show a clock yeah. at one point. So he, he's, he invites the chancellor. So there's a knock on the door. Uh, Romney Wordsworth is reading his Bible mm-hmm. and then he opens the door and the chancellor comes in and locks He closes the door behind him. And they have a conversation where the chancellor is really rude to him making mocking him for reading the Bible, um, t- thinking it's silly that he wanted to speak to him, telling him why it's so great to f- televise it because they'll see the sniveling, you know, piece of crap that how, you how are. How weak you are. Yeah. So Wordsworth seems exceptionally calm. He is listens to everything and takes everything he says. And when the chancellor turns around to leave, the door is locked mm-hmm. and he can't open it. Which we saw briefly he, he locks, locks it, it with a key himself. and places a key into his uh vest pocket i yes. believe he's wearing right. a vest so the guy is stuck in there with wordsworth and wordsworth is basically uh, saying he wants to show the weakness of the state yes and uh which which he which he denies will happen and he says okay well these are our well, last the, the chancellor denies that which is the chancellor denies that weakness. Will oh be no! Shown. Well, because Rom- Rom- Romney Wordsworth is more saying, you can show people how powerful the state is, how stoic the state is, how you can take this, you can you can yeah, die here yeah, with yeah. dignity. This is you your chance to show this example and to die with dignity. And we haven't said that it's a bomb. It's a bomb. He's he's decided to have an explosion at midnight in his room. Um, so that is the only hole in this where I think it's like too destructive for the area, but 
it just maybe that's the kind of world they live in where they just have a hole in one apartment building. But yeah, it's uh, it's it's a little little vague on that sense of I'm things. Never dug into it. But yeah. he does. But he does uh, uh, tell him that that's a great choice. Yeah. Like, you know, he congratulates him on his choice because that will be quick and painless. You know, like yeah. So he talks up this means of uh, execution until he realizes he can't leave the room, and then all of a sudden he's thinking it's not as cool. He starts freaking out and. It takes like a little said, while. Like you said, he says that you can show your your how stoic you are. Yeah. I'm going to spend my final moments reading the Bible. And he wants to read it aloud. How do you choose to spend your time? And he just starts reading. Yeah. He starts reading, uh, as I walk through the, shadow, the valley of the shadow of death. And it wasn't the Coolio lyrics or whatever from Gangster's Paradise. Which is the only reason I can say that. <laughs> no, it's not. You don't even know what that <laughs> it's is. It's because of Pulp Fiction. <laughs> uh, uh, but <clears throat> uh, it, that's when they're showing the clock. And he's reading. And you're seeing the, the Chancellor sweat and freak out. And he's saying, this isn't funny anymore. Yeah, you first have to he starts chain here. smoking and then, and then he tries to open the door a bunch and then, yeah, it really and, and Eventually, within, within moments, he says, for the love of God. Please, um, for, um, you know, like in the name, in of, the God, name of God, please let me out of here. And he says, well, in the name of God, of course. I will he, let you out. And he, he pulls the key out and he unlocks he hands, the door. I think he hands him hands the key. Hands him the key, something like that. He unlocks the door and runs out. As soon as he's out of the building, he like dives down the stairs and the uh, room explodes. And that would be the end. I think it goes to a black screen even. It does. It kind of, kind of feels, feels like, like the end because Romney Wordsworth is dead and been executed and the state has been shamed and he's he survived. But then enter back into that first courtroom. Just as it started with the door opening, but this time it's the chancellor coming because he has been determined to be, as they all start chanting, obsolete, obsolete. Yes, so he walks in and the guy who was below him, uh, but also an employee of the state, is now up in his old seat. Mm -hmm. There's a new guy in that guy's seat and he's standing at the end of the table pleading his case that he is not obsolete. And they're laughing at him because he's embarrassed everyone. And he tries to run away and they like capture him. It's all very, very creepy. Mm-hmm. So that is the, the, the episode, like a play by play. And there's, there's the uh, closing. Cause that's when Rod Sterling again oh, walks yeah. is in that, is that there on the, to read you said that the closing. Too. Yeah. I'd love to read this too. Sure. Okay. Let's see. It says, um, he, uh, might not have been on camera for this one. I think this is... Yeah, he wasn't always. Um, that's weird. What? The Chancellor, the late Chancellor, was only partly correct. He was obsolete. But so is the state, the entity he worshipped. Any state, any entity, any ideology which fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for mankind in the Twilight Zone. Mm-hmm. Good one. Yeah. It's such that that outro. That's those are great words. Um, yeah. So okay, that's that's an episode of the Twilight Zone. Um, there are plenty more. Like I said. Some of them are, are masterpieces like this. Well, I have to back up, though, because yeah, yeah, this yeah. Wikipedia page is just telling me that the original narration was longer, but the middle section was cut out for broadcast. As scripted, the narration is longer than that. Okay. I didn't know that. I kind of want to read it. 
So I'll just read the part that was uh, taken out. So he says the chancellor was obsolete, but so is the state. Any state, entity, or ideology becomes obsolete when it stockpiles the wrong weapons, when it captures territories, but not mines, when it enslaves millions, but convinces nobody, when it is naked, yet puts on armor and calls it faith, while in the eyes of God, it has no faith at all. And then it goes back into any state and entity and it, that fails to recognize the worth and dignity of man. So the, six, this, the not obsolete one does capture the minds? Is that what that would be suggesting? I'm not ca- catching what you're saying. Saying that the state's obsolete if it doesn't capture the minds. Isn't, isn't that... Did I well, understand? any state entity or ideology which becomes, obso- becomes obsolete when it stockpiles the wrong weapons, when it captures territories but not minds. Yeah, right. I think what he would mean by it would be like that when we, we're like... When you, yeah, but whoa, dude, that was edited out. Cause, cause that's what they're doing now. Yeah, it's because like, now, now they're using the right weapons. They're not stockpiling just territory. We've got it's the not territory. Territory ter- ter- yeah. has been stockpiled. It's not just guns. <laughs> it's propaganda. Yeah. Yeah. Brainwashing. Interesting. Yeah. And it was, huh. and, and for that matter, that was a hundred percent in effect in 1950. Oh yeah. Or I guess this would have been like 60, 61. Yeah. Um, but, uh. Yeah, well, that's 61. Really... It aired June 2nd, 1961. That's really interesting. Um, Sorry. But yeah, there's uh, there's plenty more episodes. Uh, like like Some of them will blow your mind. Some of them will make you chuckle. Some of them um, are are just fascinating. Yeah, and I'm sure a lot of listeners uh, have have already dove into this at some point or another. Like, you hear it referenced occasionally. I've heard Monica Perez talk about it. Sure. And I like that. Um, so if anyone has any favorite episodes... They should oh, yeah. throw it our way. Interaction. Yeah, I like interaction. Let us know, because um, we've seen all of the first five seasons. Yep. But we also like to remember and rewatch things, especially since it's been like 10 years since we watched them. Yeah, some of them we haven't seen. Some of them we watched once when we got those DVDs yeah. back in our early relationship, and they just never, never got put on again. We systematically watched them all, and then throughout the years we've watched... Rewatched yeah. a lot of them, but they're I, all the ones that we want to rewatch. I remember the beginning, um, the first episode of the first season really well, where the guy like wakes up and he's in a town with no people. Yeah. And I don't remember how it ends. There's so many of these episodes that I remember and I don't remember how it ends. Like even when we just rewatched Obsolete Man, I didn't remember that it ended with um, the, um, even with the apartment blowing up. Oh, okay. I remembered how it ended because I always remember the chanting, Obsolete. Yeah, yeah. Obsolete. Which is the very end. Um, but, uh, but there was also, there's been other, uh, iterations of, of the Twilight Zone. So those first five seasons, wasn't there, wasn't there an older one that was also color? Was it in the sixties? No. No? Not that. So not the that only, the, the first time it was Rod, in color. Rod Sterling did another show uh-huh. called Gallery, Night Gallery. Night Gallery. That Night was Gallery color. where he was, in, and it was in color and it was similar. I, I haven't watched all of it. I've seen reruns and it never grabbed me quite the same but it would always start with him walking talking similar in an art gallery and he would be talking about the upcoming episode one of the first and and he'd stop at a painting and then talk about yeah one of the first treehouse of horror episodes on the simpsons parodies that it's like they're in the uh, gallery oh yeah and that's the other thing every single episode i believe of twilight zone has been parodied by the simpsons (laughs) Yeah, there's been so many Treehouse of Horrors that have had parts. Um, like like that one I mentioned with the civilization in the puddle is where Lisa makes a civilization in like 
a petri dish uh, kind of situation. Coca Cola and a tooth. Like. And her tooth, yeah. And She's, then Bart's like, they look at Bart as a devil because he keeps coming back and poking it and stuff. Yeah, he's the and and Lisa hates him. And Lisa's the and god. Lisa's god or goddess. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, that you know, it's all of this Twilight Zone talk, you know, in the last week or whatever that we've had, uh, was spawned because um, I was listening to uh, Moral Bob and Drew Misson. Um, both of whom have been on this program before. They have a podcast together called Movie Minds, and they uh, did an in-depth um, dive on uh, Truman Show, and that reminded me that I didn't. I skipped the Truman Show when it was new because I'd already seen that Twilight Zone. Uh, and you're talking about a Twilight Zone episode from the '80s. From the '80s, because I watched '80s Twilight Zone, and that was in color. And that was in color. <laughs> um, for the and, young people out there that don't know when color TV started. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I, I liked that show. I think that people in general didn't. Do you know if that series was before or after the movie? Or at the same time? Did... I think the movie might have kicked off that series. Okay. Or movie happened and then they did the series. Some, okay. Something like that. So there's an episode that is like the Truman Show? Yeah, there's an episode that... Um, uh, you know, I haven't seen it since I haven't seen rewatched any of those '80s Twilight Zones that, since. That's the, about to change. Yes, because <laughs> I just I just bought the entire series on DVD. The '80s Twilight Zone. We now have all of those. So yeah, so I'm not going to be doing any podcasting or work for a while. <laughs> I'm just going to hole up. And, He's uh, quit his job. We put the <laughs> we put the kids in a foster home situation. Yeah. It was like '80 some episodes. Um, a lot of them are directed by people like Wes Craven and Joe Dante and stuff. Um, I'm, I'm kind of excited to, to check them out. I'm sure I didn't see all of them back then, um, but some of them stuck out. And one of them that stuck out to me was one where a guy uh, finds a camera in his medicine cabinet, I think is how it started. And he's really confused by it. And it turns out that he has been on TV every moment of every day for the last seven years or something like that. And he had no idea, but like the show ends because he figures it out. And then like, I, I remember like his, his, his house or apartment just being full of like flowers and gifts because he was like a superstar. Oh, wow. Um, but I, that was vivid in my memory when Truman show came out and I was like, do I really need to see a theatrical version with that stupid ass Jim Carrey, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, kind of a, kind of an attitude towards it. Interesting. Yeah. Well, okay. So the, the eighties twilight zone movie was from 1983. Yeah. Okay. So that was before. And then in 1985 is when the series started. Okay. And I was real little then. So I probably didn't see any of the first. You, no, seasons. you would have seen the reruns or whatever. If yeah, anything, if anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you know that the, um, opening theme of the 1980s Twilight Zone was performed by the Grateful Dead. Nope. And written by Jerry Garcia and Bob Weir, like the actual... Huh. Yeah, to I'll be Grateful damned. Dead folks. I didn't know that either. Well, that I'll still watch it anyway. Yeah, it looks like there's <laughs> there's three seasons. Yeah, 65 episodes. Yeah, it's going to... It's going to be a while till we see our children again. Cause yeah, it's it's realistically, it's going to be a while till I actually watch any of those. No, I know. I It'll would, be like we'll, one here and one there. And we'll be lucky even if we get like an episode I'll, before I'll, the end of the month. I'll honestly probably never get through every single one of those. <laughs> no. But you know, shit hits a fan and we have like a generator still. We've got like entertainment. Forever. Yeah. When you guys, all you got is your Netflix 
Oh, yeah, you'll all be <laughs> fucked, but we'll be watching DVDs. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, that 80s stuff, like, I'm, I'm kind of excited to rewatch it. I'm, uh, again, interaction with the audience. Uh, I, if anybody else watched those 80s ones and had an opinion, either positive or negative, uh, I'd, I'd be curious to hear it. Um, there was some other iteration in the early zeros that I never saw in any capacity. I don't know. I don't think I ever did either. It It said it. Nothing. Yeah. Um, I just know of its existence. Presented by Forrest Whitaker. Oh, you're looking it up? Yeah. Uh, who is that? He's like a deep voiced black guy. He's been in stuff. Huh? Yeah. He's an actor. Okay. Um, he was in, um, fast times at Ridgemont high. And then even Jordan Peele's doing a, doing a current or did a current one. Recently. Yeah. I don't know if that's ongoing, but, um, yeah, that's, that's one to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. We watched the first couple episodes of that. Jordan Peele. I think it was before 2020. Was it? Probably. It's old now, but I knew it was new and we were going to watch it, but now it's available on something we yeah, we wanted to watch it when it was new, but it was only on a certain app, and that app, we it was like we didn't want to pay for it, and then we were gonna do like a seven day free trial, like after it had aired, and we just never did. Yeah, so that one, yeah, twenty nineteen and twenty twenty, um, it was the series would not run for additional seasons. Okay, so it's done. Oh, okay. Which is probably for the best. I kind of like that. Because there's too much TV there out there. There is too much. But man, these first couple episodes were strong. We've watched two full episodes. Mm-hmm. And we started a third one and got interrupted. And it's been like upsetting me to think about it. Because it's like, it was a really kind of frustrating episode where yeah. they're like stuck. Uh-huh. Um, and we didn't get to conclude it. Yeah, so um, the first, what was the first episode? Oh, it was about the stand-up comedian, which yeah. I really liked because I've I've loved stand-up comedy and I've thought a lot about what it is to be a comedian. I love that his woke ass shit doesn't work as comedy. That's yeah. very realistic. <laughs> yes, definitely. Because if you've seen it, it's Kumal Nanjiani uh, playing uh, a, a stand-up comedian, and his his he's just bombing because he keeps talking about you know like. Gun uh, rights and stuff. The first three words are... <laughs> I better not do that. Don't. The first three words are um, uh, uh, well-regulated, but these Second Amendment people want no regulations. What's wrong with them? Don't uh-huh. they know how to read? And it's just crickets <laughs> and people looking at their phones. So, yeah, it's a really uh, it's a really thought-provoking episode. If mm-hmm. you watch... I don't want to spoil that for anybody that's new. You know, Everybody yeah. should have had time to watch something from the 50s. There's plenty of time to watch. <laughs> but, or there's been plenty of time to watch stuff from the 50s. Uh, there are also um, um, so many of them. Yeah. Because each, each season has like 30 episodes right. or whatever. I mean, there's just tons of them. I don't know how many there are of these new ones. These so. brand new ones, there's 20 total episodes. 20 total. Two, two seasons, yeah. 20 total episodes, and it's not renewed, which... Wow, though, can I say, as a fan of the first Twilight Zone, like a big time fan, mm-hmm. right? Jordan, is that his name? Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson. I keep saying Jordan Peterson when I'm talking I, about I him. I might have accidentally <laughs> let that slip at some point here because we were joking about that. Yeah, I was joking we about watching. it, and then I was like, oh, okay. I didn't know Jordan Peterson was uh, was into this kind of stuff. So Jordan Peterson. <laughs> so Jordan Peel Peele. of like Key and Peel, um, the. 
um, Comedy Central show and, and, from and later of, of horror. And then he's done movies. horror movies now, which I really like. Actually, Get Out. Get movie. Out. Was Get great. Out was really good. Yeah. It was really good. And then we watched the other one with that weird family that the family that looks just like them shows up. Mm-hmm. They, them or them? they? They. 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 Them. Was they. That us. The us. Us. <laughs> they. Them. Us. Us is our pronouns because we're a family. Yes. That's, <laughs> so us that was that was all right. It wasn't as I didn't like it as much as Get Out, but I liked it. Get Out was great. And though. then I think he's got another one we haven't even seen yet, which sure. is exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, yeah, he's pretty great, and uh, you can tell he's a real fan of this stuff that he's getting into. But he is the Rod Serling, so he's he's the one doing the opening. And it's they use the same music as the old ones, and, and he it's smokes so, the same Oasis cigarettes too. I think. It's so, I don't think he's smoking. No, he does not smoking. But it's so well done. Like it, when I watched the first time, I'm almost ashamed to admit, like gave me goosebumps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I I get it. Uh, you know, less than him talking, it sucked because the way we were watching it, it showed us ads oh, after God. the final scene. Yes. Before the credits, and it wasn't that loud, but it sounded like it was the exact same. Music. It is. If it, not, it opening was and closing. It might have been re-recorded but, really well. But like really well. And um, yeah, the closing uh, music it, for the credits is really good. And Which, it comes after his closing statement. It's a real bummer that those ads played there because like, I mean, part of my favorite, one of my, it, it's it might sound silly to some, but one of my favorite things in every episode of the old Twilight Zone is the way it, it ends and then this music comes and the credits roll and it's kind of just ominous. It kind of leaves you... You know, oh yeah, I wish we could play that music right now. And and that worked really well on the new one, except in between is like 80 seconds, 90 seconds of, of loud in-your-face ads for T-Mobile and Sprint. Yeah, and we put it on mute and we talk and then... And un- then it comes back and then you get that and it's like, oh man, I bet that would feel really good like as a transition to go from the episode ending into that ominous yeah. kind of outro yeah so i would um if anyone is a fan of the old twilight zone more than the 80s one let's skip over that we'll talk about that another day yeah we, but we can't really comment the, the 1950s twilight zone if you were a big fan of that then the the jordan pielderson pielderson <laughs> the jordan oh, that's a tricky one pielderson. <laughs> the jordan peel um revival of, ni- of 2019 and 2020 was is worth watching so far at least at least the first two episodes second episode What's his face from Parks and Rec? Yeah, uh, Adam, Adam Scott. Scott. Adam Scott. Not is Scott Adams. Taking Adam Scott. an uh, an airplane, and it's thirty thousand feet uh, or whatever. And uh, spoiler alert: there's no gremlin. There's no gremlin, and yeah, there's no gremlin. There's no gremlin, but it is. It was. I, I think it's brilliant. Such I thought a it was good story. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, there was just so much I liked about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was great. And this next one is, is also really great. It reminds me of one of, um, a line, like, um, a storyline from one of Jordan Peele's movies. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, the third episode that we're not done watching, which we, I was like, should we finish that episode or record an episode? Because our, our kids asleep and we have a few minutes before we have to go pick up our son. And so we, we are recording. But then but, I, I bust in through the door on, Hey, you want to record a podcast? <laughs> like, oh yeah. Yeah, because what I was really doing today is juicing like thirty pounds of Concord yeah. grapes again, and the I'm, it smells like Lanny has been drinking wine in here all day. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's it. Really does kind of it does because like yeah, I cooked some grapes so that I could juice them, and it's um yeah, it, it's it messy in here. Kind of reminds me of my drinking days when you walk into someone's 
place and you could tell, oh yeah. It was know, a wine night. It was a wine night. Was oh some... yeah, look, their mouths are all kind of black. Yeah. Oh, that's one of, okay, so to speak, since we're on TV for this episode, um, Always Sunny in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. one of my, there's so many favorite episodes, but one of my, they're just bad people and it's funny to laugh at them. But one of my favorite episodes is when they decide how cool it is to put wine in cans. Oh, in pop cans. In pop cans, so yeah. no one knows they're drinking it. It's like, everyone knows you're <laughs> drinking it. You're like drunk and, and your mouth is all red. Your purple <laughs> mouths and like fucking being wasted. Yeah. They're all like, no, 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 look. It's like, you can like hold it and point. You can like point while you're holding your wine. You can't normally point <laughs> and hold wine at the same time. Is that Mac? Oh, I don't probably. know. Your, your actions are like Mac. Yeah. But yeah, uh, it was great. Because I think, were they trying to quit drinking? And like some of them were just doing that instead. I can't remember, but uh, it's been a while since I've seen that You know, one. I think they're doing an intervention. Oh yeah, they're doing it. Is it when they're, they do an intervention for... Yeah, yeah, they're doing for, an intervention for Danny DeVito. Yeah. And they're like taking him to a professional and they're in there all drinking wine they're like, out and, of cans and, it's and like, saying that this guy needs to quit drinking. But then all of a sudden the counselor's like, but you guys are all drinking wine. Look, wait, how, how did you... Mean? Like, how did you figure all that out? Diet Coke or whatever. Yeah, that's great. Oh yeah. Yeah, so um, what else? Um, yeah. Canning a bunch of grape juice today. Or making vinegar. I might I might make vinegar. I think I'm going to make grape vinegar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, grape vinegar. That's a great idea. So I will say, I think this is a safe place for me to share these jokes that I was holding in. There's this very nice lady that I've become oh. friends with that is, she also likes processing food and she seems to really appreciate me as a person. And she's wanted to can with me this season. So I've had her over four times now to can stuff. We've rendered lard together once last winter and um, she brought me all these Concord grapes that she picked and, and um, she picked a bunch before and we made a bunch of jelly together. It was great. But she's like super nice. She's like um, older, uh, quite a bit older than me, like, she, um, but not as old as my mom. But like, she's like, she's open-minded and stuff and I don't really hold my tongue around her, but I did in this case because I couldn't stop wanting to make jokes of using the word grape like the word rape. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, this will make some great date date grapes. Yeah, so I kept saying, what if I made the jam with dates, sweetened with dates, and then I could call it date grape jam. <laughs> but, like, I couldn't. I was just, like, in my head, like, she'd, we'd be quiet for a while, and I'm, all I can think of is, is date grape I'm going to tie you to the radiator and grape the shit out of you. <laughs> well, so, what was the show? That, that was The Whitest Kids You Whitest Know. Whitest Kids You Know, I think. And, like, I don't really remember it that much, that show. Like, I remember thinking it was funny, but we definitely didn't watch all of them. Oh, I think God, it wasn't accessible to us because it was, like, on IFC or something yeah, before yeah. we had, you know, um, internets. Internet we didn't really have internet. Um, or cable, of course, because we never had cable. But there was an episode where they were recording, I think, like, a grape juice commercial and this guy was getting way out of hand as this burglar for grapes or something where he's yeah, like yeah, I'm yeah. gonna tie you to the radiator and grape you in the mouth grape you in the <laughs> mouth that's what it was yeah, yeah yeah and then this one day at work um at the shop this one guy was showing this young guy was showing a group of old men that work at a body shop yeah that on his cell phone and I was like this is so weird when people yeah. show each other like TV on a tiny he's, screen, like and an alert. It's all these old guys who can't see, and they're they're barely hearing it. Yeah. And uh, and and he's laughing his ass off as he's showing it to him, and they're all like going, "So this is comedy." Yeah, like, like what's, <laughs> what's like funny about this? Super awkward. He's like, "Oh, because he's he's saying grape like it's rape," and they're like, "Oh, okay." So what's funny about that? <laughs> 
Like where some of those guys would actually have, would have thought that oh, was funny if, if, if they could have just TV like watched so it. So they could see it and yeah. actually hear it. But yeah, that's that's another conversation about how weird it is when people try to make you watch stuff on their tiny screens. I, I think that those guys all probably don't think as much of it now as they did then. Oh, they sure. All, they all have those phones in their pocket. Right, and at that time they probably didn't quite as much. And I think that we're probably the weirdos. Like, I don't I don't know, man. I, I've, I think I've said it on here before. I absolutely hate it when people show me their screen like to read something or whatever. Like, oh, I, or someone hands you their phone. They hand me their phone. I it's don't almost know. like someone handing you their tissue or their toothbrush or something. My, my brain's not connected to those. I know... It's not full on transhuman yet, but my, I don't know. My, my mindset isn't connected to those things. So it like, there's like an adjustment period for me so to even like focus in on what my, I'm looking uh, at on it. My first experience with um, a touch screen was when we had to get iPods to take pictures and upload them to insurance companies instead of we were using like an old digital camera where we actually, we had a floppy disk. Yeah, I remember they gave me one too. So I had to get an iPod touch and that was my first experience with a touch screen and I remember like not let me my it wouldn't work and the person next that sat next to me who was not always very nice <laughs> was like frustrated with me because I couldn't make it move with my finger he's like you're, you're whole, like he's like mad because I was like using the the tip of my finger instead of the pad of my oh, finger okay. you know yeah. and it like wouldn't work and then you know you get it and then you get it but like you you've never used like one for anything all I ever used that thing for I had it I, I think I had you or someone else there set it to where when I turn it on it's ready to take a photo and I and you take I the take picture picture and then it was already on my computer back in the office yeah and, that was it but i remember I even then like you were that. not good at touching it <laughs> you're not yeah good oh yeah because i definitely spent their time like looking at a car and like pressing that button like a hundred times <laughs> trying to get and then going back to to my computer and then coming back and being like i gotta do it again <laughs> and then did i show you that you can press one of the buttons on the side of it to get yeah, it to I take think the that's picture when I, when I finally yeah. became comfortable with yeah it. yeah it's weird it's different it's different for everyone we a little off topic, not that we ever have a topic, but we really didn't have it. Well, I guess we really we did. Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone was the topic, but but you know, um, October and horror movies and the fall, which is feeling like the fall of civilization because autumn here is really friggin' weird right now because we yeah, had it's, it's my still favorite had... joke right now to ask people, How are you enjoying the fall? And they say, Yeah, it's, it's, it's nice, it's a little dry or whatever. I go, Oh, you're talking about the weather, I was talking about civilization. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and I wish just, it was. Then they always just cry. And everyone's crying, because yeah. So we haven't had rain here since at least July, and even then was barely any. We had a wetter than normal spring, I would say, and that went on a little longer. But now we're um, into today is or as recording this is October 10th, and we still have had zero rain. Mm -hmm. And usually by the beginning of September, we'd be raining often, multiple times a week, saturating the ground. Yeah, grass would have been green by now. At a minimum, we would have had one real rain really by good real rain i mean like you know an inch in less than 24 hours yeah. and if we just had one of those i wouldn't think anything this would this. feel different but this is this is weird there's been a lot of spraying this like smokiness in the air but like the radio isn't talking about any fires close by which it's is weird because usually during fire season if there's any on eastern washington or in canada they're talking about it constantly and this year there's like barely, oh, the Bolt Creek fire is closing a part of Highway 2, and then it moves on, and yeah. that's it. And I'm it's like, just, so what, It's just what, like huh? a brief mention, 
And what really gets me is every time I hear a weather report, they just say, uh, you know, sunny skies, highs, lows, but they always say sunny skies. And I look out and I go, um, it's like gray. It's not cloudy, but that ain't no sunny sky. It's weird haze. Um, and then, uh, and they, and they always say rain mid next week. And it hasn't rained and it's not going to rain and it's not raining. So, uh, we need rain. That would be nice. I don't know. But it says like right now on the app um, for the iPad pod, it says unhealthy air quality for sensitive types. So they're acknowledging it in some way. Oh, so they're calling me an, a sensitive type because I notice it. Because <laughs> I swear nobody else is noticing You're this. Sensitive. Even just this morning, um, I had someone, I, I told someone that I work with to check out the moon because it was going to be a full moon. And they did. And they saw it this morning. And they were just telling me how beautiful the sky was this morning. And I was like, oh, yeah, because, you know, like I saw the moon too. I was looking at it through smoke. Uh, what? Uh, so did the smoke clear out is what I asked. And they were like, smoke? Yeah, they don't <laughs> like, know. What do you mean? But like right you now, know? if you look at the Seattle um, forecast, it says smoke. And it says today, smoke currently, the high will be 69. Mostly cloudy tonight and a low of 50. Like smoke is just one of like the... It's just, it's just a weather. It's just a weather. It's a weather. We have hundreds of weather and you one got, of them is Yeah, rain, snow, sleet, smoke, <laughs> sunshine. <laughs> wow. So it's, uh, it's fucking crazy outside here. And it's like... You want to be like enjoying, like usually I enjoy like the crisp fall days where it's actually dry because the leaves are nice. Because usually we have falling leaves, we have rain, we have these slicks of, of leaves like stuck. Not not these fl- crunchy leaf situations yeah, that other people have. It's crazy out in the woods right now. There's so many maple leaves on the ground and they're so crispy. And like I'll be like, I'll hear, I'll hear some rustling. I'll be like, oh, who's over here? You know, looking for a deer, something of substantial size. And then it turns... It's like a little swallow. Yeah. That's just like walking through the leaves. Uh, we but went it's out making there so much noise because they're so crispy. Our little guy. What are we going to call it? We were going to nickname little our kid. Little C. Little oh, C. I was, well, Turkey and D-Bag. <laughs> turkey and Dingle. That's uh, what their nicknames are. D- D-Bag. Yeah. And C-Man. Okay. Okay. C-Man. The letter so, C. Yeah. Man. Man. Seamen and douchebags. They <laughs> <laughs> were fucking horrible. Yeah, we just go. I think we should just go with little D and little C. Okay. What? Well, how do they distinguish which is the smaller one? Little C uh, and, to, we'll and big D. It. That sounds like big. We'll dick. say little C is two years old or little. Okay. Anyway, our two-year-old, the younger turkey, mm-hmm. he um, took off and went into the woods by himself with no shoes on the other day, and I like mm-hmm. went and followed him and made my way out there. And I could hear him from really far away, so yeah. I was oh, yeah. able to catch up to him. You're 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 gonna know if anyone else is in those woods right now. Yeah, That's but I was sure. wearing like flip flops and a skirt, and I couldn't see nettles because of so many leaves. Uh-huh. So I stung myself way worse than usual because uh, usually I could just like avoid the nettles, bad. but this was totally because the you're just kind of wading through. Yeah, through I couldn't see it was crispy blind. leaves with mm-hmm. little tiny nettles hiding under them. It was blind. So we need to wrap up because you, I'm volunteering you, need to go and pick up our son. I'm gonna do that. I don't yeah, know. I guess cool. I could. But I, I, I are want, you going to finish juicing want, all these grapes? <laughs> I want to hear. I want to hear the weather report and listen to just a little Dennis Prager. Yeah, you got to get the beginning of the Prager. Or actually, I don't know when he starts. In the morning, when I drop him off, I get the beginning of the new Limbaugh guy. Whoever Hugh is. Hewitt. Hugh. Oh, it's so horrible. The I music at the beginning of that is horrible. Guy. So you know what I do instead because I hate it so much. I uh, change it to NPR. 
And I'll listen to NPR for a minute as long as they're not talking about the war in Ukraine. But actually, I end up not listening to it because they're usually talking about, about the, the war, war in Ukraine. Ukraine. I'm sure that's their, their yeah, fucking shit. Yeah, they just have a boner for that for sure. So um, we'll finish here. And thanks, everybody, for listening. If you have a favorite Twilight Zone episode you want to share with us, um, let me know. Uh, send us an instant message on Instagram or Twitter or um, send us an email. Yeah, and more than just favorite episodes, if you have any opinions on anything Twilight Zone, we'd probably love to hear it. We would. Uh, if you if you love the, or hate the new ones or the 80s ones, or if you've seen and have an opinion on the ones from around 2000 or whatever, I don't know. We yeah. just we just love this shit and or we'd if, like to talk. If you have a specific episode that you'd love us to watch, rewatch and talk about on on one of our episodes, that would be fun too. Oh yeah. And if you have an, a suggestion for a horror movie or a show that is a good one to watch in October, let us know that as well. Yeah, yeah, if you're if you're like, "Oh, if you guys like Twilight Zone, you should check out Blank." You're going to love Sister Wives. Sister <laughs> you're, like, Wives. you're like, "Wait, what?" That um, that's I, the Mormon I one. I think that's the Mormon one. Yeah, yeah, polygamous yeah, Mormons. I watched like two episodes of that a long time ago. It's uh, mildly appealing to me, but I probably couldn't actually sit down and watch it. Oh, I thought you meant having multiple wives was mildly oh, appealing to you. That's what I do. Because <laughs> I like literally was angry. I feel angry. <laughs> well, at least you keep a secret family so I don't have to live with another woman. Yeah, I'm not in like my those house. Mormons who just flaunt it. <laughs> I have secrets. I'm secrecy. a deep, dark psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> it's so much worse to lie about it than have everyone on board. Oh, my. Uh, yeah, no, not, not, not for me. Multiple, hu- no, neither. I'm good. Boyfriends on the side, or just some like dick on the side. (laughs) Get some food. That's one thing, but just like, you know, the whole two committed relationships, that's too much to ask for. It's difficult, I'm telling you. It's taxing. I love it. I have to make up this whole like working in the matrix thing and say that that's what's stressing me out. But really, it's your other wife. She's just a bitch. She's just a a bitch. She's a really bad cook. That's why you say that you fast during the day and that you just eat one meal. Yeah, fast one with that family. You go over with that family and she just, she's not a good cook. Well, that's good. I feel better about myself now. So anyway, since we've wrapped that up, that little tidbit. Yeah. um, Well, we really do got to wrap up all together. So get out of here and uh, thanks everybody for listening. Until next time, this was the world as it is today. Peace.